One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, friends. We're back with part two of my conversation with Patty Wells. If you haven't listened to episode 20, I want you to hit pause on this episode and go back to last week's episode and take a listen. We're kicking off today's conversation right where we left off last week. Welcome to Some Place for Everybody, where we talk about belonging and being a human in our bodies and living in and learning to love our bodies. I'm your host, Carly Someplace. This podcast is brought to you by Someplace Images, Boudoir for Everybody. You can see the full show notes at someplaceforeverybody.com. Now, let's change some self-perspectives. I don't think people realize, uh, I mean, like, even for me and my journey, like, seeing in every aspect of my journey, whether or not it's, like, my writing, my personal life, like, um, my like love and acceptance for myself and my body, all of these things have been influenced by other people, right? Right. I mean, like, yeah. that's how I started to learn to love and accept these things about myself. And I it was great. I was interviewing this burlesque troupe today that I'm going to see on Saturday and I'm writing a story on. And they're an all black, all fat burlesque troupe. And Fuck one yeah. Of them said <laughs> yeah. And one of them said something about body love and acceptance. And they said, I want to make sure that it's clear those are not the same thing. And that hit oh, home no. to me. Those are not the it, same thing. Yes. And it was like this, it's like the journey of getting to both um, in everything that you do whether or not it's your body, your spirit, your, you know, mind, your career, your partnerships, the journey to getting to both love and acceptance is influenced by so many people around you. And they probably don't even realize it, you know, oh gosh, like yeah. they, yeah, like I they have no idea. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree. It really is like learning, like body love and body acceptance. And so, even if we take those terms broader to body positivity and body neutrality, body neutrality is is acceptance. My body is this way, and and my body does these things. My body functions. My body moves. My body does these things, and and then you know body love and body positivity like 
you know, I love myself. I'm moving forward with this. I, you know, I accept myself 100% for who I am. I accept my body. I love my body in whatever state it is in. And those are, those are vastly different concepts, honestly. And, And they're very powerful, both of them. And they're very powerful put together for sure. Yeah. 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 Very. I, I just remember like that, like hearing that and being like, yes, that's so true because that's been true for myself. Right. Like these are two separate concepts that together are so powerful, but you know, we don't really actually like think about the, the, the like separateness of them. Right. 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 So I want to ask you a little bit of your own journey on those of acceptance and love with your body. So you had lost a bunch of weight before I did a photo shoot with you. I've now had multiple photo shoots with you, which has been so much fun. Um, But you had lost a bunch of weight. And then pretty recently, within the last couple of months, you decided to have surgery um, to remove some of your extra skin. And, and I think that there's a lot of judgment that comes in with that. And I want to hear from you where your brain was at in, in choosing to do that for yourself, because I, knowing you and knowing that you're one of my brand ambassadors and, and just, you know, having every conversation I've ever had from you, I know that every choice you've made towards your body has been in love. And I think that that's a like radically different concept than like, I need to look like Kate Moss, <laughs> which is what yeah. we're drilled into from like middle school of like, you need to look like a model. Like, no, you don't. But uh, so I'm, I, I really, I'm really curious, like where, like what, what that journey has looked like for you, because I think that there, there's a lot of animosity around choosing to have surgery on your body. I, I stand in the camp that like, if it truly brings you contentment, if it makes you feel more yourself, not you're doing it for somebody else or not, you're doing it for society standards or you're not, you know, doing it for any of these reasons, then like fucking yes. Like I had a client recently who literally told me that her ex-husband made her get a weight loss surgery. Mm. And I just wanted to be like, where is he? And can I punch him in the face? Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Because that, that is a completely different thing. And so she was discussing her body dysmorphia with me and, and that's a really hard thing. And I, and she was like, you know, I, I obviously am a very physically different person than I was prior to that. And I was like, God, what a like, honestly, like mind fuck for lack of better words that like your partner pushed you into this and, and made yeah. you physically change versus choosing that for love for yourself. Yeah. Which is so funny because I remember like going to my partner and being like, yeah, so I'm going to remove all of the sex skin and I'm going to do this. And him being like, okay, do what you want to do, you know, I have no right, right, which I, do, which I think know? is, like, such a, a different uh, response to, like, in either way, like, oh, no, I love you exactly as you are, you have to stay exactly the same, or no, you, like, can't do that, or you need to, or great, that's good, then you're going to look better, like, there's so many ways that conversations like that could go, and I, yeah. it makes me very happy that, obviously, I know you're with the right person for him to be, like, great. <laughs> if it makes <Yeah>. you happy. <laughs> I mean, it's, 
you know, it's a, it's a long story. It's a long journey. I mean, it's been my entire life's journey. Um, I, um, you know, I grew up with a mom who died from a complication of obesity and I lost my mom and my mom, I wrote a poem about my mom being fat and black and about how she would wear the inner thighs out of her pants Mm -hmm. and that she wouldn't, because we were poor, she wouldn't get rid of those pants. She would just only wear them around the house and the thigh would hang out of them. That like extra flesh would hang out. Um, And I wish that she felt comfortable enough to allow that extra part of herself to hang out in front of everyone, right? Because I felt that this was a part of her that she had to hide because she was considered to be too big, right? Um, So I always grew up with this understanding that my mom wasn't accepted for who she was. Like she wasn't accepted because she was black. She wasn't accepted because she was a woman. She wasn't accepted because she was fat. And so then myself as a fat black woman, I wanted to accept myself, right? And I knew that accepting myself started with love. And I, it wasn't just about my, my body. I mean, I remember a few years ago when I decided to like wear my hair natural, like other people would say to me all the time, like friends, lovers, oh my God, I love your natural hair, Patty. And I would think to myself, it's so easy for you to say that when you don't have to live in it, right? Like you don't have yes. to wake up in it and deal with it and you don't have to see what the world sees because the world doesn't always love my hair, right? right. Um, I'm going to so- side note, and at the end of this, you have to give your hair tips. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Continue, continue what you're saying. Everybody get excited for Patty's hair tips. Continue. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Um, And I remember there was a moment where I I had been, like, wearing um, extensions in my hair. And I remember saying to myself, I'm doing this because I don't love my hair as it is. And I don't want to not love something about myself. So I'm going to take these extensions out. And I'm just going to wear my hair until I learn to love it. And it was a process. It was a long process to learn to love my hair, right? And I remember getting to the point where I'm like, okay, now I love my hair, right? And just being like, oh, that's good. So the same process happened with my body. And during that process, like, I fell in love with what my body could do at any size. Like, I was, you know... I, I, as a, as a child, like nobody ever said to me as a big person, you can still move. Like you can still, um, you know, have movement to your body and love your body and all of these things. And I remember like run and walk and yeah. Yes. Yes. And I remember like when I first started learning to move my body, um, wasn't until I moved to, um, the Pacific Northwest, I dated a guy and I remember him saying that I was great, but he saw his partner as a hiker and I didn't hike. And I thought to myself, well, I don't know. I've never done these things. Like I, right. nobody ever, nobody ever showed me that like, this was something I could do. And so I remember like going on a hike and enjoying it and being like, oh, I like hiking and being like, I can hike and thinking to myself, 
it doesn't matter what my size is, you know, like I know like skinny girls who don't hide, you know? Yep. Um, yep, yep. <laughs> and, and then like seeing representations of other people whose bodies were similar to mine moving. And there's like, um, I, I still like, I'll do her stuff. And um, there's this yoga person. Her name is uh, Jessamine Stanley. And yep. she has, uh, yes. And I so was I wondering remember, if that's who you were going to say. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I remember like many years ago, because I was like, I'm not doing yoga. Yoga's, yoga's like, the culturally appropriated thing that white people do and they start learning from brown people and it's all like skinny girls and Lululemon <laughs> and I don't ever yep. do that. Yep. And I remember like coming across her and then I'm um, like doing some yoga like with her and then like thinking about like wanting to try it. And I went to this place in Tacoma that was like super like they, they, they had like all of these things that were like, oh, I was like, oh, they have like yoga for like only black and brown people so that or like yoga they'd have classes for yogas for bigger bodies so if you didn't want to be around anybody who was small you could just go in there and do your yoga and they had like yoga for um people with disabilities or you know they had all these wonderful classes i love that i love that where they were like yoga is for everybody like yoga is for everybody and if you don't think yoga is for everybody look at our class schedule because we have every every kind of yoga you might think you want to do for every kind of person who exists in the world. Right. And I remember like going, yeah, I remember going to the class and there was this pose it's called, I think it's called the wild thing. And you're like upside down and backwards and like a kind of like a bear crawl, but backwards and you like move your, and I remember well, you have to like lift your legs up. And I remember when I finally did it being like, Oh, damn, I can do some shit. And like, being so proud of my body and loving the fact that like what my body could do. And so like that journey was never about like, wait for me. It was never about like, I need to be a certain size or I need to look a certain way. It was just about continuing to love my body. And for me, because I became very active in like trying different things uh, that I found that I wanted to test and see, like running became a thing I wanted to see if I could do. And like, you know, and I lost weight. And so it wasn't like a, I was looking to lose weight. It was like, a, if Patty runs, her ass just falls off of her. And so I was like, you know, I, I had gotten to the point where I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to get to a space where it's going to be awkward for me, right? It's going to be awkward for me because I have these feelings about loving my body, no matter the size, but now I am starting to look like people who, when they say that it doesn't mean anything. I don't know if that makes sense. Right. No, it makes sense. And, I mean, makes sense to me at least, I guess. Yeah. And I think it's like, it's, it's like when I made the decision to have the plastic surgery, it was a decision that was hard because I thought to myself, what are your real reasons for doing this? Like, is it because you like, I mean, you've found cute clothes in every size. You love how you look. I mean, I'm, you know, you, you have photographed me with 
the loose skin and yeah. I'm a confident ass bitch and you like, look like you look so fucking serious listen okay pre-recording we were talking about how many tabs we had open like when I went to go close a tab it was a photo that I posted of you last night in our Facebook group but it was a photo of you that I posted in the Facebook group and you are just like slaying it and I'm like god patty yes like and I have, I mean, I've photographed you with, with that extra skin and it never, it never even occurred to me. Like I look at you and I'm like, God, look at her. She's just fucking killing it. And so confident. And like the background of my computer is all of us on the rainbow stairs in Atlanta. And you are in the back, like fierce posing your knee out and you are rocking that strapless satin gown, like nobody's business. And I- I'm like, God, yes, yes. <laughs> So good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's like, so I think that it's important to say that, that like that, that confidence and that like fierceness in myself was what gave me the okay to feel like, you know what, whether the skin is there or not, you're the same person, right? Like, you know, if you remove the skin, you're still that confident ass person. If you have it, you're yeah. still that confident as person you have the means and the ability to do it so if you want to do it for yourself and it was it was hard because I had like you know it, it was strange to be because I will say like you know researching it and and deciding um I encountered a lot of I and I still encounter you know seeing a lot of women who are getting the surgery because they're unhappy with themselves right, right. And that's a lot of times why people have the surgeries, um, plastic surgery, because they're unhappy with themselves and they think it's going to fix something. And I will tell you that in all of those cases, because I see them afterwards in, you know, some of the groups I am in post where they're still unhappy. So it doesn't fix it because that confidence, that like fierceness with yourself is an internal thing, right? Like that internal thing exists at all sizes with excess skin, without excess skin, in all colors, in all, you know, genders. It is a, you know, thing that we can tap into by being like the divinely human being that we are, who is uniquely us, right? Yeah. Um, I wholeheartedly agree. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, I think it's just the understanding that that I already had that, right? I already had that. I or you know, or I was working on it. I mean, like, you know, obviously there are days where it's always a work in progress. It's (laughs) always a work in progress. Listen, people are like, Carly, you're so confident, and I'm like, yeah, but if you catch me on a random Tuesday morning when I'm staring deeply into my coffee cup, maybe not so much. But like, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. And so it's like, I just think that that's important to like say, like, when I made the decision to do it, it was because I already knew that I was already there. Like I was already, already a fierce model in my head. Right. Like I knew, like, it didn't matter what, I mean, like, honestly, excess skin or not, I feel powerful enough to like, audition for the next Savage by Fenty show, you know? Yes! And I- oh my God, Patty, do it! Do it! Um, and it's like, I just, 
you know, I, I feel those things about myself and I tell myself those things about myself because you know what? I, I can't trust nobody else to, I mean, there are people right. who do, but like, I'm the only person who I know for sure will do that, you know, yeah. um, for me. And so it's like, I think that that's, yeah, like that's, that was the deciding factor in being okay with like having the plastic surgery and feeling like, and I remember like deciding to share about it because it was hard. Cause I was like, you know, people are going to see, like they're visibly going to see these things and do you address it or do you not address it? And I wanted to make sure that when I addressed it, that I let people know, like, I'm, this is my journey. This is my experience. It's very unique to me. And I don't expect it to be anybody else's experience or journey. Just like my entire life has been very unique to me. This is like what the decisions that I have made for myself from a place of love and acceptance. And it's been a long road to get here, right? Like it has been a long road and it's not the end of the road. I'm still continuing down that long road of love and acceptance. Right. Um, Girl, you're only 41. You've got plenty of time. <laughs> Girl, I cannot that wait. <laughs> yeah, I cannot wait until I'm in my 60s. I'm going to be Tina Turner in the 60s. Like, yeah. in my 60s, I'm. <laughs> yes. I see And her miniskirt and big hair again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, okay. So like, let's... don't mind me. I'm 69. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Let's talk about a different visual transformation that you've had this year. You got a septum piercing. and and you got bangs <laughs> i did in the same weekend it was so funny in the same and weekend. I, I know and it was so funny because um the the septum piercing is out right now because i had to take my piercings out for surgery and we couldn't like it's covid time so we didn't i didn't want to like go in somewhere because i was trying to not catch covid before the surgery right. so we literally used a wire cutter to cut it out and i needed oh. to get a new one put in it was, oh, it was oh. cut it out of my nose with the wire cutter just for the visual but yeah no that was just I think that there are things, even when we love and accept ourselves, there are things we think that like are still beyond us, right? Like we're like, I can't wear that hair. I can't do this, you know? And for myself, it was like the bangs. I was like, I want to have the like poofy bangs that I see like these other like big haired black girls wearing. And I walked around for a long time, like pulling my hair up and just being like looking <laughs> yeah. at it and being like looking at my boyfriend and being like, you see, this is what it looked like. And he was like, I don't know. I don't know if you could do that. He's like, you know, you're going to look like one of those nineties girls. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but this is back in. But and like, I like, <laughs> it's one thing to like clip your hair versus actually do it. Though. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> And then I like I did the bangs and I was like, okay, I did the bangs. I like the bangs. And then I was like, and I've always wanted a nose piercing. I always wanted a septum piercing. And me and my friend were going to Portland and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a septum piercing today. And she's like, what? And I'm like, yep, I've always wanted one. We're going to find a place. We're going to do it. And I did it. And I was like, I don't know why I thought I couldn't pull this off before. Like, oh I don't God, know she why. She pulled it off so I, well. I was like, Patty. why did I why did I think I couldn't pull this hair and this bangs off? But the funny thing is, is when I came home from getting the septum piercing, my boyfriend opens the door because me and my friend are like coming back for the weekend and he gives me a hug and he's like, hey, good to see you. And my friend's waiting because she's like, oh my God, I want to see his reaction to the piercing. And I'm like, you noticed anything different? And he's like, yeah, you got bangs. I saw them. (laughs) Like looking directly at my face and I'm like, no, anything else here? And he's like, uh... Uh, and I'm like, there is a ring in my nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I think it's one of those things. It's like, even even if we've like done the love and acceptance, there are still things that we think there are always limitations that we place upon ourselves. And it's important to investigate what those limitations are. Sometimes I just tell myself, like, what do you think you can't do? Like, what do you right. think you can't do? I'm like, how do you try it out just to see, just which to, is, which is just so to do powerful it. powerful in itself. What do you think you can't do versus what do you think yeah. you can do? Like, I don't think that I can breathe underwater. I'm like, pretty sure of that. But also, like, I watch these free divers and videos that are underwater for, like, I don't know, five minutes with no oxygen. And I'm like, maybe I could do that. Yes. <laughs> But it's one of those things that, like, what do you think you can't do? But at the end of the day is, like, 
it, it, it prods you to think like, but I probably could yeah, if I tried. But I probably, yeah, but I probably could if I tried. And I think that that's one of the things that it's like important to look at. Like all of the people that are doing the things that they love to do or that they're super excited or hyped about at some point thought they couldn't do it. You know, like I didn't, I thought I'm 41 years old and I thought I couldn't be a writer, you know, and I thought I couldn't rock bangs and I thought I couldn't um, have a septum piercing, (laughs) you know, like it's like, (laughs) yes, like there are all these versions of ourselves that are just waiting to exist um, beyond our limitations, right? Like, Absolutely. and we just have to, and the first thing is go, is to ask ourselves, what, what do I think I can't do and why? And then once you do that, you can just do it. And the more you do that, like yeah. the more times you do that, it's so much easier to like do the next thing, right? <laughs> I love it. Oh, yes, I love it. <laughs> Okay, so I have to ask some of my questions. Okay. Um, so within this whole journey of of self transformation, like where slash when, like when did you really be like? Was it when you moved to the Pacific Northwest that you were like, oh, this is me, and I can do whatever I want with my body, and I can reclaim my body for what it is? Um, to I mean, when you're talking about your mom and and that poem and and living in your truest form of yourself, like where where did that really come in in your life? And like, what was there a catalyst for that? Of or was was your mom your catalyst for that or anything along those lines? Yeah. Um. So my mom was definitely a catalyst for me knowing and my family. I mean, just like growing up in Black culture, knowing that like loving your body at any size is is just a natural thing but outside of like that community you don't have that experience right right and I'm not saying you always have that experience in black culture because that's not the case but I'm just saying like you know it was more common right like I grew up around women who were big and it wasn't like oh they were they were not always on a diet or things like that so but I think the thing that and it was really weird because when I first started like doing movement things for my body, it wasn't out of love and self-acceptance. It was out of wanting to, um, like the reason I started was to lose weight. And I started doing the goal to lose weight and quickly realized that instead of finding the losing weight, I found the joy in moving my body. And I, which are two very different things. (laughs) Yeah. And I specifically remember like being in, I had moved to Snohomish and I had decided to try CrossFit. I thought it was crazy because I, you know, I was a woman of size doing CrossFit and I like, you know, found within this community because it was like Snohomish. So it was like, it's, it's like a small suburb of Seattle so it was a lot of moms it was a very mixed crowd it was like moms and firemen and 90 year old ladies you know right and I never like when I heard of CrossFit I thought like oh those people are like all like super buff and they're whatever but I also was trying to find ways to move my body that felt good to me and I at the time I'm like I'm not a this or this but I like picking up heavy things so maybe I'm a lifter right so maybe I'll try that out and I remember being there and having 
all of this encouragement from this group of people who were all at different ability levels and different sizes and different, and they were just excited to be moving their bodies together and like being proud of the movement of their bodies without worrying about their, and there was this group of women that we became friends and we would do things together and almost Almost all of them were moms, but they were all various sizes and shapes and, and they would like encourage each other to do things and be like, oh, wow, look, Patty just did a handstand. Congratulations for Patty. And this other person who's doing something that I can't do is doing what they want their body to do. And we would always just like lift each other up in what we wanted our bodies to do. And it was there where I really was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to love my body then. I'm just going to do things that my body can do and love it for doing those things because I see all of these people around me doing it and they're all very different and they have different, you know, things that they're seeking out of their body and that's okay. Right. Like they're, you know, um, and so like, I think that that was like the, that was where it like turned for me because I was like, Oh, like going to the gym isn't about losing weight. Going to the gym is about like, going to do something for myself that feels good to my body and being excited about it like no matter what and figuring out different ways because along the journey that's looked very different I mean there are days when that's just walking there are days yeah. when that's resting and doing nothing you yeah, know um, incredibly I, important I, incredibly <laughs> important um and so yeah I mean that 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 was it like that was when I you know, and I was, you know, I was in my thirties, you know, late thirties at that point. And I definitely felt like, you know, I had some acceptance for myself at that point. Um, but I was still trying to figure out full acceptance and love. Which are hard and those take time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Very hard. Those take time. Um, so my next question, which obviously kind of like flows in with that in, in lots of ways being that, like, I always put this as like mentors or references or anything like that, that you had or have, or, or anything that, that push you to continue to love your body that were, were within that. I think obviously, like you're saying, finding a huge community of people who are just supporting of of you in your body is a huge thing, but so, um, like resources for, for that and like what changed and things that you were reading, listening to people, et cetera, that anybody else could, could take something away from. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously that's, so I, I've mentioned, uh, Jessamine Stanley, which yep. was a big one for me. And I think that's probably the one that's like the most readily accessible because I kind of tuned out like big people, you you know, like big resources on like on that sort of thing. Um, because so often I found, um, you know, situations that were problematic or where it's like, oh, okay, well, I didn't want to find myself in this cycle of being like, oh, I'm doing this because somebody else wants me to or society wants me to. I would say that there is, and I'll have to look it up. There's a runner that I follow who, when I first started running, 
as a uh, fat black woman runner. And yeah. I had never seen anybody who was fat and black running. And I was right. like, hell yeah. Representation like, matters. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, fuck yeah. I'm, I'm about to take my fat black ass running too. Um, <laughs> and I feel like, honestly, I feel like what you're saying, like Jessamine Stanley is, is a huge component in that of literally being like, here I am as a fat black woman who can move my body and do all of these, you know, yoga poses that are not just for white women in your, in their Lulu. Yeah. And I think the other, I think the other thing is just community, like finding different ways. Like, I mean, obviously um, someplace for me was like one of the first like online communities where I found like a place where I could go and be accepted um, and then cultivating friendships. I mean, like, I think one of the things that's really helpful for me is, you know, most of my close friends, I, we talk to about our bodies yeah, and, huge. and, and it's like, it's a safe space to feel like I can talk about my body. I can talk about how I feel about my body. I can talk about the good things about my body. I can talk about my struggles with my body. I can talk about how society views my body. Um, right. and, and, and I also know that it's not just me experiencing these things, that it's people of all sizes and all shapes and all colors experience this uh, journey of love and acceptance for their body. Um, and I think it's just important to have those conversations amongst each other and amongst our friends and amongst our families, um, because we don't, and then we're just, we we're taught these things that we don't actually talk about, right? Like we're just taught yeah. that this is yeah. like, what is supposed to happen? We inherit these beliefs about our bodies without speaking about them, without talking about them, you know? It's so incredibly important. And on, yeah. I honestly think that you're you're one of the first people to say that like those influences are literally just your friends and, and, and being able to have open conversations with your friends. And it really is so incredibly important. Like I, I and I wholeheartedly believe that obviously, um, <laughs> because I have, I have open conversations like that with 10,000 plus people on a regular basis and, and of, of my body specifically and, and moving forward in that. And I think that community and being able to just to pick one another up and to have that acceptance and to, you know, do things like that is, is really influential in where we are. And, and that's an ongoing thing. That's not just like a, this impacted me once, like this is continuing to impact me in where I'm moving with myself. And I think that that's yeah. huge. Yeah. And I mean, and like, you know, if you look at like somebody that you might like read a book from or whatever, like you're going to get something out of that person or maybe, you know, some things out of that person. But how lasting is that person continually in your life as you're on this journey? Whereas yeah. if you're cultivating these relationships, like the relationship that I have with you and the brand ambassadors and people in the group, I mean, like, there's a girl in the group and we haven't met in person, but her name is Allie. And like, she lives here in Burien in Des Moines. And like, I remember a post she made and us like chatting and like talking about our own experiences with like our body. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay. So everybody, like, I literally don't know her in real life, 
but right. she lives in my town and I could walk into where she works and we will see each other and not realize that we're having similar journeys. Right. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Which is like, that's so much more profound for me than this like person that's like out here in the, you know, you know, writing, writing books and things like that because yes, New York times top 10 seller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want to be one of those too, but same, 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 but until we we're get gonna, there, we're not gonna, yeah, we're not, we're gonna, we're not going to harsh them or anything like they're great no, too, absolutely not. Exactly. But... And they have their circle of people. Yeah. And they are also just those people too. They're like, they're just you and me and the girl that lives in my town and whatever, you know, like right. they're also like every person in the someplace group, like they're just those people. They've just a found a platform to share their experience, you know? And I love that. Yes. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So I have not one, but two more questions for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so one of them is a question that I ask everybody, which would be, so what advice would you give on this body journey in general to your younger self. And I always say younger self could be literally last week. It could be this morning because this morning we were younger. We had different <laughs> ideals. Um, it could be high school. It could be middle school. It could be, it could be anything. So, so that's, that's my question number one. And then we will, <laughs> we will wrap this up with my question number two, when we get to it, which would be, please tell everybody your hair routine. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> I just oh, have to, I know your hair routine. So I need I everybody else to hear your hair routine because it is the best thing on the face of the planet. It's going to be, it's going to be hard to explain, but I'll try. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Um, so what I would say to my younger self on this journey is that like, this journey does not end, but everywhere you're at, like every moment that you're in it, like, be proud of yourself for where you're at, right? Like, even the me that was, like, all the way back in the self-loathing and hate, like, that brought me to where I am now. So just, like, just be proud that you're on the journey. Just acknowledge that you are here in this space, in this body, and it is you, and that is a beautiful thing, right? Um, because there are so many times where I didn't have that. I didn't, you know, um, I didn't experience that. And I didn't even allow myself to understand that, like, you know, I'm unhappy with myself, but that's okay, you know? Right. And yeah. the unhappiness doesn't have to do with my body. It's just me being unhappy with myself. Yeah. And that by loving myself, I'm going to get out of that unhappiness. And so I think that that's the thing that I would tell my younger self is that like, you know, you're fucking amazing as you are right now, as you are, as you will be. And as you have, like, I have no idea <laughs> you know, right. like what you will what, become. Yeah. Yeah. What you will, what you will become, just be proud and who of you will existing. Become and how you love yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just be proud of existing as you, because you're fucking like, you're a miracle. Like you are a miracle. Right. Um, and Oh, my hair routine. <laughs> <laughs> I really just like, oh, God, I just love it. I love it. I love it oh, so Lord. much. <laughs> okay. 
So in my hair care journey, um, <laughs> I have tried a lot of accepting, of accepting your natural hair and your beautiful yes, curls. I have, tried a, I have tried a lot of things to figure out, like, what's the best way to, like, condition my hair and, like, you know, style it or whatever. And products and, you know, whatever. But I have found what works best <laughs> to have the most beautiful fluffy hair is to so it's it's a multi-step process but one step is you do have to have a plant mister and the plant mister which you can buy on amazon as a plant mister for succulents works really great for wetting your hair down and putting product on it and doing the thing right like getting it prepared for its like beautiful state it also helps when you're hungover and dehydrated and you want to sit in the tub. It, I think it's like, it's just really great. I've actually like sat in the tub and like misted myself. It feels good. Um, you're like, I plants. am a plant. <laughs> <laughs> we are plants too. Um, but then I, <laughs> I, um, I, I found that the drying technique is the hardest part because I would try like blow dryers with the fancy diffusers and those still like would make my hair too frizzy and air drying works, but I don't get the poof that I need with it. Uh So uh I have found (laughs) the exact drying technique that is needed (laughs) (laughs) is to allow your hair once it's like wet to air dry a little bit um, so that it's not like super, super wet. And then to go for a drive and to roll your windows down. And if you have a sunroof, roll your sunroof or moonroof down as well. So that there's like a good vacuum of air and to stick your head out of the window for a little bit, like a labradoodle. Um, Have you ever seen a labradoodle? Because labradoodles have beautiful curls, just so you know. They do. Have you ever seen a labradoodle with its head out of the window? It has this like beautiful majestic puff going on and it's like gorgeous. <laughs> if you have curly hair, like really curly hair, try this technique. Because I'm telling you, it will and report report back. <laughs> report back to Patty. <laughs> it will it will fluff your curls like nothing else on earth will. I've tried it all. There, you know, it, 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 like I'm telling you. Stick your head out of a window. (laughs) If you live in a warm climate, you can do it every day. I don't live in a warm climate. So there's like time during the winter where my hair isn't at its best self because I don't get my like daily, like, cause usually what I'll do is I shower in the morning, do my hair, let it air dry for a little bit. And then like go drive to get coffee with my hair out the <laughs> out the window. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> but you got to figure out what you got to do for you, and what you do for you may not work for everybody else. So I'm just saying. Also, be careful. Do not get your head cut off because I do not want that happening to anybody. No, no. Do not get your okay. head cut off. <laughs> I just have to that. I love you so incredibly much. This conversation has been so phenomenal and I'm so grateful. And I just, I thought everybody needed to end on the, the patty note of this is how I do my hair (laughs) because it's truly wonderful. And I just, I, I love it. I love you. And I'm so grateful. (laughs) Uh, I love it. I love you too. Thank you so much. Thank you.
Thanks so much for listening to Someplace for Everybody. If you love this episode, would you mind leaving me a review in your favorite podcast app and subscribe to the show? If you're looking for a community to love on you and support you in your self-love journey, come join our all-gender Facebook group, Someplace for Everybody, which can be found in the show notes at someplaceforeverybody.com. Until we meet again, be kind to yourself. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.